Welcome to Stacy on the Right here on Family Vision Media. I'm so glad to welcome our next guest to the program. We have Walter Blanks Jr., who is the press secretary for the American Federation for Children. Um, it's a private school choice program. And from a young age, Walter recognized that many children are still stuck in underperforming schools and wanted to do something about it. And before joining AFC full-time, Walter was chosen for the first cohort of the American Federation for Children Future Leaders Fellowship, which is a year-long advocacy and professional development program for graduates and private school choice programs. Walter, thank you for coming on today. Thank you so much for having me. I really appreciate it. You know, I'm excited because one of my favorite things to talk about is school choice. I love not just talking about it, but, um, you know, sharing with podcast listeners what is going on in the realm of school choice and sharing successful stories about how school choice changes the lives of children, parents, families, and even neighborhoods, because kids getting a good education uh, propels them forward and gives them more access to the American dream. So when you're looking at your own story, can you tell us how you became such an advocate for school choice in the first place? Yeah, well, well, first off, I always, I always like to say that uh, school choice is more than just a policy, a talking point. Um, for me, it's something that's, that's very personal. Um, I lived it, and I'm living a better life now because of it. But um, to go back, uh, I grew up in uh, Columbus, Ohio, and when I was in elementary school, I was in a different public school almost every single year. There were some years where I wouldn't even finish the school year at the same school. I was always moving around, um, and my, my parents and I really struggled to find a place where I could really learn, I could really grow. Uh, I was often bullied a lot in the classroom. Um, I was diagnosed with ADHD. So so I am what I consider to be the problem child uh, of my of my family. I have five other siblings, I'm number two. And at the time, my older brother um, couldn't do anything wrong. He was in a gifted and talented program. He played sports, got straight A's. He was the perfect child. And then there was me who was causing problems every single day. And so my both my parents were very, very desperate to, to put me in a place where I could really excel and grow and thrive. And I believe that a, a desperate parent is, is a very dangerous parent, especially in the communities that, that I come from. Um, my mom would take somebody out uh, for, for her babies. And so uh, my mom did a little bit of research, my dad as well, and found out about the Ed Choice Scholarship Program, which is a voucher here in um, Ohio. And that really propelled me and put me on the fast track to, to who I am now. It was it was my way out of, of my community that was surrounded with low expectations, poverty, crime, and in the the private uh, Christian school that I that I went to in the sixth grade, I really began to flourish and began to to thrive in that environment. And so there were there were teachers in elementary school who who told me I would never amount to anything. Um, I'd be lucky to make it past my 18th birthday, and and now here I am at. At 25, almost 26, graduated high school, graduated college, and and now I get to to advocate and fight for for the next generation of students to have that same opportunity. So the next generation of students is literally some of them right now. In fact, a an uncomfortable uh, percentage of kids are still stuck at home because their public school teachers um, are being held hostage by the unions for different things that they maybe have had on wish lists for years. And they're using this opportunity to say, you, you, you can't get back in in in-person instruction. 
until voters or taxpayers or whoever it is that they want things from give us this list. And so this has been over a year now where I, I actually tweeted out yesterday that we're, <laughs> we're in year two of 15 days to slow the spread. And we even have occupancy limits that churches have not been fully restored. Um, so there's so much about America that has changed, yet your organization is still plowing forward, making opportunities for kids. So what what model legislation do you have that you feel like uh, parents should know about that may be helpful in getting their kids who are you know virtual, they're Zooming in, um, into an in-person opportunity that might be better for them, such as the process that you were able to access as a child? Yeah, absolutely. And, and that's one thing that, that our organization uh, really prides ourselves on is, is being able to, we are a nonprofit, but we also have a C4 arm where we can engage in elections because as great as school choice is and, and the idea of it, right, we need policymakers on our side to be able to, to really get things um, through um, at the political level, the state level, the local level, the federal level. And so um, it varies from state to state because there are different programs um, within each state. And so, and they're all, they're all different. They all work differently. And so I would encourage your, your listeners, any parent, any student, anyone who, who wants more information or wants to get involved, um, check out our website, federationforchildren.org. Uh, reach out to me, reach out to, to anyone within our organization and uh, kind of put them, put them on the right, the right path. Because I believe that this is, something that, that's super important, and COVID has really um, shined a spotlight on not only the, the, the inequities within the education system, but also uh, the, the power that, that the teachers' unions have, and, and parents are finally starting to wake up, and so now is the time to really dig in and do what's right for students across the country. So I agree with that 100%. Um, and, and I think this is also one of the times because of COVID-19, because of the lockdowns, uh, people have actually become much more open to what used to be known as alternative education methods, whether it's homeschooling or school choice. Um, people are now much more open to looking at those things. And you have at a glance on the website at federationforchildren.org, you have this wonderful uh, at a glance, it's like little diagram boxes where people can just get a quick bite. And and one of the things I find most fascinating here on your sheet, your info sheet is 26 states plus DC with private school choice programs, um, 13 states plus DC with voucher programs, 18 states with scholarship tax credit programs, and six states with educational savings account programs, 13 states with special needs scholarship programs. That's just the tip of the iceberg because it, I'm I'm happy to see this, but this these numbers could be so much higher with millions of kids needing to access school choice. Um, when when people intervo- interface with your organization at federationforchildren.org and the American Federation for Children, what what does that look like? Help help someone who might be listening, who's you know on the fence a little bit about reaching out or thinking this might be too much for me. What can one parent or one family or a group of moms, maybe five or six families, the moms get together and they want to do something? What what does interfacing with you look like, and what could they actually accomplish? Yeah, well, well, the the first thing is is to reach out. Whether it's my my email address is is on the site, all of our staff email email address on the site. But I work on the comms team, right? I'm the press secretary, so I think I would be the best person to to reach out to. And um, AFC works in in multiple states across the country as well. And so, if if someone from let's say Tennessee wants to wants to you know get 
involved more, get more information, uh, I can get them in touch with our with our state director there. Or if they want to share their share their story, one thing that we have on our site is our Voices for Choice initiative, where we highlight student school choice success stories uh, across the entire country. And so uh, it depends on exactly what they need, exactly what they're looking for. But I think the first step is to just shoot me an email and say, "Hey, Walter, listen to the podcast. I want to figure out ways to get involved." Um, and there's no there's no small role in this movement. We need all hands on deck, all parents, all families, all students to, to get involved so that their voice can really be heard. So that is, it's exciting because I know for people who feel like they're, they're trapped or their children are trapped, just the sound of we're here to help. You can email me, you can call me. I have ideas. We have things we can do to help you. Um, it can be the lifeline that a parent needs to get from where they are, which is, you know, a lot of parents right now feel like their children are drowning and they want to make a change, but they're not sure what direction to go in. So your organization can help with that. Um, I also I, I wanted to touch on. Um, so obviously we have an administration that is not exactly in favor of school choice yet um, on the state level. There's so much that you can do that's outside of the federal government. And so I, I, I was hoping you could share with us. So. People who, you know, maybe a negative Nancy would say, well, what can we do? We have, you know, people in charge of the country right now who don't believe in school choice. But the response to that is at the local level, you're the, the federal government's not involved. You can actually do a great number of things regardless of the, the uh, presidential administration that's in charge with school choice. If you just know, you know, that that, that is a possibility for you. Yeah, you're, you're, and you're absolutely right. And even with the, the last administration, I mean, I was invited to the White House multiple times, um, sat right next to President Trump, and, and we discussed a lot of these, you know, inner workings and, and nuances of, of school choice. But even with a friendly administration, right, like you said, there's still work that has to be done at the state and local levels. And and now, even with the, the current administration, with the Biden administration, that that you know, somewhat hostile towards school choice. I mean, whether they're hostile or not, right? COVID has happened. Parents and families are, are upset. They're tired. They're frustrated. And so so regardless of what they're doing, there's, like you said, there are still things at the state level um, that that needs to be done and, and should be done. And so one thing that, that we've done is we've gone to, to states across the country and engaged with parents, with students, have built up grassroots armies, because that's where all the work is is really done. So, so I would say don't pay attention to what's going on on the federal level, because most of the impact and more of the influence and more of the power is at the state level. So, so find ways to get involved and and continue to to fight and to speak up for for students across the country. So as we're closing out here, um, and I, I think you've been very encouraging and you've actually kind of laid the groundwork for someone who is going to hear this podcast and they're going to actually latch on to the optimism that you have. And, uh, you know, to me, that's the most important thing. If you think you can make a change, you can. If you don't think you can make a change, you can't. So if your mindset is geared towards actually accomplishing whatever it is, you have a much better chance of getting it done. And so that that I'm hoping that there's hopefulness and um, it, just a, a kind of a watering of the interest to feed that seed to for people to go for it. Um, but what what would you say in closing? Anything that you want to add about this and or, or the uh, the work that you're doing yourself with the the organizations that you work with? Um, any anything about that? Yeah, uh, just the biggest thing is uh, one thing that that is often 
miss sometimes in, in the school choice debate is that, you know, we're talking about the lives of children, right? Who they can become, what they can be, and what they can accomplish. And so I just really want to encourage everyone to, to continue to keep your child at the center of, of the conversation. Like I said, this isn't just a job for me. I'm lucky that it's a job, right? I, I live this. It's personal. And if there's a parent, a student, anyone out there who needs help, like I will change my schedule. I will do whatever it takes to to help put that kid in a, in a better education system because I've lived that firsthand. And what's the point of me getting out of my community, being successful, having all these experiences if I can't reach back into those same communities and, and pull more people up um, alongside with me. And so um, to, to anyone out there listening, we, we are here to help. We are here to engage. And we just have to keep, keep moving forward and, and keep fighting and keep being the voice for students. Excellent. So I'm so excited by that. And I'm excited by the work that you're doing. The website is federationforchildren.org. Uh, we have lots of work to do. But with people like yourself, young, energetic, mentally uh, just sharp as a tack, you're able to get so much done and you're really the future of the school choice movement. And for, you know, my kids are now moving out of their teen years and I look back on all the different things we did for them educationally and it was all in an effort to make sure they had a, a good chance at accomplishing whatever it is that the Lord has set out for them to do. And when I see you saying you're not just interested, but you're actively reaching back to make sure that more kids are able to access the opportunity that you had, it's inspiring and it gives me a lot more energy to go out and tackle other things that, uh, frankly, we all need a little boost <laughs> from the youth, yeah. which is yourself. You are that that group. You're the young up and coming leadership that's going to determine the trajectory of a lot of different things in this country. So Walter Blanks, Jr., uh, Press Secretary for the American Federation for Children. Excellent work. And thank you so much for joining us today. Thank you. All right. Great to talk to you. Uh, and I want to talk to you as podcast listeners about one more thing, and that is affordable health care options. Listen, the ACA does not have affordable options for everyone. So if you are in the position where you're looking for a new health insurance plan, you can look past traditional plans and into health sharing. You can go to stacyontheright.com, click the banner ad for the Alliance for Shared Health, sign up for health sharing, and begin to be a member of this ministry with over 40,000 households participating. As a member, you share in the financial burden of health care expenses, including need sharing for critical illness, accidents, dental, and vision. You can access the virtual care provider at zero cost, pick up your prescription from the pharmacy using the share prescription card, order lab and imaging tests at discounts of up to 80%. Open enrollment is now. Don't miss out on the chance to save 50 to 70% on your monthly premiums while making a difference in the lives of others who share your values. Reach out to Ash today. Head over to StacyOnTheRight.com, click the banner ad, and sign up now. That's StacyOnTheRight.com, click the banner ad, start sharing and saving today. The Alliance for Shared Health, changing healthcare, changing lives.